Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Visited with the guys at Southern Bank Corps yesterday. Always uh, enjoy that. and We appreciate all that Southern Bank Corps does uh, for the Eagle Hour and, of course, for the University of Southern Mississippi. The opening segment of our show every day is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, another Great partner for Southern Miss Athletics and a great place to take your family for a good meal seven days a week. Our thanks to Dickie's Barbecue for all they do. All right, let's get right to it. Joy Lee McDellis, head basketball coach, Lady Eagle basketball. They're going to come back home for a couple of games uh, starting tomorrow night and then a big, a really big deal Saturday we're going to talk about. But before we do, Coach, now, I hadn't talked to you since last Saturday, and I know how – so many of our teams here struggle with South Alabama, but I'm trying to find the description. Curb stomp, run out of their own gym, humiliate. I, I haven't seen that big a whipping since my daddy last got a hold of me with his belt years ago. No, Coach. keep going, Bob. We like those descriptive words. Yeah. So uh, what what happened? What, what was the juice you gave those girls before the game, Coach? You know, I, I will tell you, you know, we've continued to get a little better. A little better, a little better, a little better. You know, because we should have won at Troy. You know, it just came down. We turned the ball over, missed an offensive rebound, bucket out. But we had every opportunity to win that game. And I, I was concerned because we played well against Troy that we might have a letdown against South Alabama. But we didn't. I mean, they came out. They played extremely well. Probably one of the best games we've played all year. And that is without Dom Davis, who got hurt. But it was a great win. I told my coaches this morning, they laughed at me. I said, you know, I really hate that we beat them that bad. And they said, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could have another, another 20 tacked on there. Would've, would've really... <laughs> Coach, you were up 42 points at one time in the game. Right, right. We just played well. We really did. Offensively, defensively. And it it just clicked. So I'm hoping that is the click we needed to be able to try to get on a roll here. Right, for sure. Well, coming home for two games is going to help. Uh, I was talking yesterday to Coach Ladner on the show, and I won't say bemoaning, but he he was talking about this, like this horrible road trip that they've been on for two straight weeks. Uh, Your ladies are, are, are dealing with the same thing. So how important at this point of the year, is it to get to come home and play? Oh, it is. It's major. 
uh, because you go on the road. Like, for example, next week we leave on Tuesday. We play at Georgia Southern, and then on Saturday we play at Buffalo, New York. Oh, man. And, you know, it's just when you get home, you've got to protect your home court. And we've let a couple slip away with, with us from home, but you just can't do that. You just can't. Right. And um, you've got to win on the road. You've got to win. You know, the old saying is when every game at home went half on the road and you got a, a team that could compete for first place regular season. Uh, but I will tell you, I, I do think it's changing a little bit. You've got to win probably more than half on the road now, plus your home games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that Buffalo game is part of the MAC uh, Sunbelt Challenge, of course. Correct. Uh, the, the men will be at home um, while playing Western Michigan while the women are up in, in Buffalo. But, Coach, with this uh, with this Sunbelt scheduling, you know, now the men in the midst of a four-game you know, road trip, we talked a little bit off the air. What, um, if you were, you know, with, with – Commissioner McGill, what advice would you give him about um, scheduling and traveling and, and things like that? What's the best solution for you, do you, do you think? Well, I think, number one, we can't always depend on a computer to make the schedule out. A computer can give us a plan, but I think then we need to move the checkers to be able to get them where it's workable. And I think a lot of the leagues, you know, they just feed it into the computer and whatever the computer spits out. They put the parameters in there, and I just think you have to kind of move things around. I mean, the perfect world is play two at home, two on the road, two at home, two on the road. Right. And, you know, but that, that doesn't happen. And I would um, contend, I would contend that even if you put it together geographically, let's hypothetically say you were to play four on the road, and the four on the road were South Al, Monroe, Louisiana, yeah. uh, and, Troy. And, and Troy. But I would contend that still, even as close as those schools are geographically, that would still be a tough sell for straight on the road. Yeah, it is. You know, and just the change, the environment, the, the travel, if you're flying, you're sitting in airports all day, you know, just to get places. And, you know, I was excited about joining the Sun Belt, and I'm still happy to be in it. But I don't think any of us really took in the travel. Now, there are a lot of teams in our league, Kelly and Bob, that charter. Marshall's one. You know, they've always been at the bottom of the league in budget with Southern Miss and ULM. We've all been there in the bottom. But they somehow have made some, created some resources that they chartered almost every game. And so when you have this widespread of a league, then you need to charter. You need to charter. Um, yeah, and if, and, and, if, off, and if you did that, you could go to Pine Belt Regional. You could go to Bobby Chain. Yeah. You wouldn't have to yeah. drive to New Orleans all the time. Correct, correct. And I think that's a big difference. All right. we, a big difference. Coach, every one of the coaches uh, that we've talked to, <clears throat> and we talked to all of them at one time or another, expresses – has expressed the same surprise that they thought moving to the Sun Belt would alleviate travel, but to the coach, they've told us that they think the travel situation is worse. Well, and I, I agree uh, because, you know, like going to Troy, I mean, it's going to take four and a half hours to go to Troy. Well, and we go to South Alabama after Troy, but somebody else may not. They may go to Troy to Texas State. Well, you can't get there. 
You know, you've got to drive to Birmingham or wherever to catch a flight, to make a connection to even get to Texas State. Right. So it's just, it's a lot more difficult than I think what anybody anticipated. And another thing he and I discussed yesterday, I'd like to get your input. I don't think the average fan, they think, oh, these kids are young, they're not tired. Yes, they do get tired. The the the, yes. the practice, playing, and then travel can wear out an athlete, even if they're 22. Am I correct? Sure. And then they have study hall. We have study hall on the road. J&M has study hall on the road. They've got schoolwork now that, you know, a lot of stuff is online since COVID happened. And so we're having to have classroom settings for them. And they're lucky. We get up moving at 8. They're lucky if they get an hour nap. Mm-hmm. to be able to get through the practice that you know it's exhausting sitting in airports it oh, is. it's terrible oh. and people don't realize that it's just a wear and tear on our bodies and i know with the stuff i battle travel kicks my butt i'm sure um and so I'm i sure. when we leave hattiesburg on a bus i'm asleep <laughs> i sleep as long like i slept from here to troy yeah. never woke up yeah, but, but but knowing you, Coach McNellis, some of those uh, some of those airport uh, areas that you're walking up and down the concourses, there's enough for a court there. You could probably break out of practice yeah. there. Well, we have watched film in the airport before. <laughs> we have found a wall. We watched film when we were delayed a couple of times. So we wouldn't have to watch film when we got to the hotel. So we watched our film on the wall and. <laughs> It went on and rolled. You know, uh, if there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> yeah, as you as I think you know, I, I enjoy coming to practice and interviewing your players, and mm-hmm. the, I get so amused because I'll always ask. So is coach taking a little easier on you this year? Oh, I'll get eye rolls. I'll get. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll get punched. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, coach, I want to. I'm gonna hold you over because I want to talk about the okay. reunion upcoming. I got a minute left. I want to ask you this real quickly. Have you become accustomed to uh, when you guys are playing on the road and? And and uh, the ESPN Plus crews from those schools are calling your games. They are talking a lot about you. And the word that they keep repeating throughout this year is that Joy Lee McNellis is a legend in women's collegiate basketball. Do you? I don't know about that. I just know I'm old. <laughs> are you comfortable with that? I, I, I didn't know that's what they said because I don't go back and listen to the oh, okay. well, TV part. But no, I, don't, I don't consider myself a legend at all. All right. Well, they do. I've just been doing it a long time. And we do. Well, I uh, think she probably prefers legend as to what, compared to what I called her last time, a tough old bird. You know? I am. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got uh, Coach Joy Lee McDallas, dear friend of ours, uh, on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. There's a big reunion coming up, and, and it's something that I don't think a lot of Southern Miss fans realize about the women's basketball program here. We're going to bring her back and ask her about that before we let her go. Right now, we want to. Thank our good friends at the Dickie's Barbecue again in Southern Bank Corps. And remind you about Genesis of Hattiesburg. It's the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming very soon, the all-new Genesis showroom on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. More from Coach McNellis, the legend. I'm not going to say what you said. About. <laughs> I, 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 I won't I, either. I, I can't bring myself to say <laughs> Call Coach McDellis a tough old bird. <laughs> we'll be right back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. They sponsor this segment of the Eagle Hour. We're glad they do. We love Miss Kathleen. We think she's the best. I guarantee she's got some Lady Eagle swag at right now at Campus Bookmark. You she can, sure does. Yeah, she does, doesn't she, Coach? She keeps up with uh, with all the teams, and uh, she's a wonderful person. She and, is. Yeah, you can uh, reach them at campusbookmark.net, or you can go down and see Miss Kathleen in person. We always have so much fun talking uh, to Joy Lee McNellis and uh, – we were kind of picking with her before we went off there. That's Kelly that called you, by the way, Coach. Uh, a tough <laughs> old, old bird. bird. I call you the legend. He calls yeah. you the tough old bird. But, so again, that's a term bird. of endearment, isn't it, Coach? That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I just don't have my walking cane yet to hit somebody upside the head. <laughs> well, no, I'm glad of that. <laughs> um, hey, before we get to the reunion Saturday, which is big, you got the, the Cajuns coming in uh, tomorrow night. Tell us about yeah. uh, how they're problematic. And, you know, they're playing well. They just, they're just coming off of a two-game winning streak. Um, they are they're just tough. You know, they're probably the overall the best defensive team in the league. You know, last year we went in overtime at their place, and we beat them here last year right at the buzzer. So they're coming in with some revenge. They're coming in with some confidence. Gary Broadhead does a tremendous job of, you know, coaching them. And they just tough. And that's what we talked to our team yesterday about. They are tough. We have to increase our toughness. If not, they'll beat us at home. Like loose balls, they're sacrificing their bodies getting on the floor after loose balls. You know, they're just really tough. And tomorrow night, we're also honoring all breast cancer survivors. Okay. Um, so as many breast cancer survivors that are there, you should get in three uh, with our tic- at our ticket office. Uh, but we would like you. We're going to recognize at halftime uh, the breast cancer survivors. And really, we're recognizing all cancer uh, because KL Foundation was the great coach at NC State. Now, she was a legend. Um, she started this fund after Jimmy Vavano started his fund there at NC State of passing away with cancer. And it's just money that will go for this game will go to the play outcome foundation which in turn helps coaches in their communities supply some of their their individual needs for the people in the community so it's going to be a really big night it's also national women's in sports night where all of our sports teams will be here tomorrow night as well um and then we're also going to honor dennis felder which will be on the sweet 16 team on saturday as a guest and coach marshall bell's wife Miss Kimbrough hmm. Bell, which Coach Marshall Bell coached track here for years. Miss uh, Kimbrough Bell, we will also honor Miss Bell as well because she was one of the ones that pioneered women getting a start at Southern Miss in sports. Good. Now, Coach, um, I don't know that a lot of fans realize this. Some do, obviously, but I, I bet you there's a number that don't. The, the Southern Miss Lady Eagles – played in the NCAA Final Four, and you're going to recognize those women Saturday, correct? Yes, and right now I think it's 10 of the 12 people have RSVP'd come, so we're really excited about it. They played in the NCAA Tournament right here in Hattiesburg before you went to different sites. Uh, they, they played UConn. 
They beat Louisiana Tech. They beat UConn. They played Western Kentucky, which was really good back then. And they were very good. That was in 1994. And so it's like 30 years, and we're bringing them back. They're coming in Friday night. Uh, we will have a dinner with them Friday night. We got things for them Saturday before the game. They will be recognized at the game. All the alumni, but in the third quarter is when the Sweet 16 team will be recognized. So, you know, we're just blessed to have that kind of tradition. Coach James has done a phenomenal job. I mean, she came in here, had no scholarship. Dr. Lucas gave her a few scholarships, and her first scholarship went to Shirley Jonesville. And Shirley then helped to recruit, like she, like you said, Shirley helped you recruit a baseball team, a softball team. Yep. She helped Coach James recruit a basketball team, and then the rest is history because the foundation was laid, the program continued to rise. And to say that Southern Miss played in Sweet 16, and Janice Felder was a Kodak All-American, which is the highest honor any female basketball player can get. Tell you what, hats off to Coach James and her staff and the support here at the university for that program. Yeah, great. it's going to be a great event. I hope that uh, I hope a lot of people a lot of people turn out. All right, Coach, uh, just a couple minutes left. I did want to ask you to kind of analyze. Uh, we're entering the second half now of conference play. Analyze what you've seen in in regard to who you feel are the are the best teams and uh, and what you, what your guys have to do here in the last half of the season uh, to get where you want to be. Well, I think number one, Marshall is the toughest team to defend in the league, hands down. They are really really good. James Madison, I would say, is the most efficient team in the league. They're playing very well. Troy is playing very well right now. They kind of hit that back in their rhythm. They're rebounding the basketball. They've added a couple that can shoot it. And then Missy Bilderback's done a great job at ULM of bringing in her old players that played for her at Jones. And they've gone from the bottom of the barrel up to fight with Old Dominion to be able to get an early seed in that tournament. So, you know, it's going to be a nip and tuck. We've just got to take care of business. And every game counts, every practice counts, and we've got to get ready. I'm looking for two things, consistency, and that's always sometimes hard to find. But we've got to take care of the basketball, number one, and we've got to dominate the offense and defensive glass. I think if we do those two things, we have a chance to win every game. Well, and the fact that they looked so good against South Al without – Without Dom Davis, you right. know, shows you you know just how good the rest of the team is too. But Kim Stevens at Marshall, Joy Lee, she looks like she's about twenty two years old. She does, <laughs> and she looks like a little girl. <laughs> and uh, and coaching a team that everybody's kind of scratching their heads as to how because they're not that big of a team, but yeah. they're tearing it up. They can shoot the three ball, and you know you would think by now they would have a bad game shooting. They've not had a bad game shooting. And they got, you know, they've got some really good players. They got a transfer from Mississippi State. That one of the Hayes girls that played at State, she's playing very well. And then she bought Beeman that played point guard for at the D two school, and she is she's she's tough. She'll be a first team All Conference player. Marshall, and, the, then, they, oh, and then they got, you know, they got a solid group. They can shoot it, and that's the deal. It's not like I, they go one for ten; they go in eight for ten. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's phenomenal shooting right there. And yeah, and the Marshall women are the only team in the league, both men and women, that are still undefeated. Right. They have correct. not lost a single game in conference play. Right. Correct. Mm. Well, we we know that <clears throat> excuse me. We know that when the uh <clears throat> Raging Cajuns are here, uh it'll be a fist fight. There's no such thing as an easy game against Louisiana, is there, coach? It's not. In any sport, it's not an easy game for sure. Uh, you know, they're just tough. They're yeah. tough. I mean, they have all Louisiana girls on their team. And they're just tough. Well, you, you know, know, you know I was joking with Dom Davis today. And I said, Dom, how many of them did you play with? Oh, about half the team. <laughs> and she said, we, uh, it was would always end up in a pushing and shoving match at some point. Oh, I said, I'm well, sure. we don't want you to get pushed, and we definitely don't want you to push anybody. No. Who's going to stay on the floor. <laughs> no. Uh, in closing, <clears throat> excuse me for all the allergies. Uh, in closing, uh, I asked Dom Davis the last time I talked to her, what makes you so tough? Here's what she told me, Coach. She said, well, I grew up all my life playing basketball against boys. Sure. Yeah, I was in middle school before I ever played against a girl in basketball, so I had to be tough or they would just beat me to death when I played them. Right, right. And you can see it in her, can't you? Well, and her skill set tells you that because she's shifty, she's crafty, she can stay. Now, she falls a lot, but, you know, when she's shooting the ball, she just uses balance really well. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, the rest of the players on her team, they didn't grow up playing with boys. You can watch them. They grew up playing with girls. And there is a major, major difference. And there's very few people oh. nowadays that will play with boys. Yeah, that's, that's just because that, that's so just, Dom it's Davis. Level. It's a yeah. different level. You can do different things because all your life you've had to figure <clears> out how to score on somebody faster, quicker, and stronger. That's but right. It would also tell that's you with Dom right. Davis being around all those men, she can't multitask either then, right? <laughs> Hey, Coach, always a great pleasure to have you on the show with us, and uh, good luck to you and the ladies uh, tomorrow night and this weekend. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hope Uh, we'll have a good crowd out. All right. Joy Lee McNellis, everybody, the one and only. And they do refer to her, excuse me, they do refer to her uh, deservingly so on these broadcasts as a legend. She is a legend. Well, certainly the dean of coaches, you know, in in the Sun Belt. No question. All right, when we come back, uh, Noah Freire. From the Freire and Smith podcast, they cover Sunbelt sports like nobody's business, and it's dog-eat-dog on the men's side. We're going to talk with Noah Freire from the Freire and Smith podcast when the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, don't forget you can always enjoy the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
Or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we appreciate all of y'all that do that each and every month. Hey, good friends at Mobay Beignet Company are inviting you down for delicious beignets made to order as you order them and great coffees. They're at 2902 Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. They're great friends of ours, and they'll be big friends of yours once you taste their delicious beignets. Mobay Beignet Company on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. I want to thank Joy Lee McNellis. Always uh, so much fun talking to her, kind of like having a family member on the show. Noah Ferry now joins us from the Ferry and Smith podcast. Uh, these guys do a great job of covering Sunbelt sports. Before we get into the minutia of basketball, uh, Noah, tell me, how did this podcast come about? What was it about you and your partner's interest in the Sunbelt that had you do this? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question, a, a great place to start. Ultimately, I've been doing play-by-play in the league now. This will be my third year uh, calling championship events uh, for the league. And so that initially kind of piqued my interest. And obviously with the uh, you know addition of the, the four new teams into the conference, there wasn't a ton of holistic coverage of the conference. Uh, and so, you know, through a happen-chance meeting with my co-host, Caden Smith, who uh, was an all-conference safety at App State. It kind of just came together organically, and we said, let's provide, you know, a high level of coverage of uh, Sunbelt sports that really wasn't being done on a holistic manner, and that was uh, two years ago, and, and the rest is, as they say, history at this point. We kind of scratch our heads. Uh, we watch a lot of Sunbelt basketball, obviously, to think that only one team from the league, whoever wins the tournaments, is almost certainly going to be the only person only team, I should say, in the NCAA tournament. But I think this is a conference that just beats up on itself. And uh, as I told uh, Coach Ladner yesterday, I've watched every basketball game this year, and I've, I've yet to see an easy conference basketball game. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would definitely have to agree, whether it's the men's or the women's side. I mean, we've seen just some really good basketball being played, and your listeners aren't going to love to hear this, but all we have to do is look back at last year's Sunbelt Conference Tournament where Southern Miss goes in as the one seed and loses to the eight seed South Alabama to just show you how competitive this conference is and that on any given day, any team can win. I mean, you look at what App State's doing right now, and I think that they are clearly the best men's basketball team in this conference, but you can't write off anyone. I mean, JMU is, is really good. Southern Miss has obviously proven, uh, you know, the ability to, to topple some of the league's top teams despite, you know, dealing with some injuries. And, you know, you go further and further down the list and you just say this is, you know, an extremely tough conference. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, RPI is something that's looked at. Net rankings are looked at. And the Sun Belt doesn't look too great in that. I mean, I was looking this morning and they're the 22nd best you know, college basketball conference, according to the numbers. I think the eye test says this is an extremely competitive conference and could topple anyone on any given day. But unfortunately, oftentimes uh, those numbers are looked at as opposed to just the, the general competitiveness that those who cover this league see on a, on a game-to-game basis. And that's where I want to go with this, Noah. If you're Commissioner Keith Gill, you've got a football league that had, what, 11 bowl teams this year. Baseball-wise, you're probably going to have four if not more, go to the 64 teams in, in baseball regionals. Your baseball is strong. Your football is strong by evidence of the number of bowl ties. We have a, Houston, we have a problem here with basketball. What do you do? How, how do you solve this? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there was some things that were definitely put in place, you know, this year to try to solve some of those issues. Um, you know, I think particularly the, the crossover play with uh, the Mid-American Conference. And, 
you know, I think you've heard mixed reviews from the coaching staff. So I think the Mac's a bit down this year. And so some of those high RPI matchups that you were hoping for at the end are not going to uh, necessarily happen. But, you know, I think everything you'll hear when you talk with Commissioner Gill is, you know, there needs to be a greater investment in basketball. We need to see, uh, you know, more fans in the stands. I mean, I think, you know, an example of that just this weekend was, what App State was able to do with James Madison in town and the crowd up there in Boone was just absolutely fantastic. And sadly, unlike in football, that hasn't always been the norm. Uh, you look at a, a school like Louisiana, who right now is really struggling to you know, bring in fans for their men's basketball game. So I think fan interest needs to continue to increase. I think, you know, budgets and how much is spent on men's basketball needs to increase. And, you know, ultimately a big aspect of that is are you willing to pay teams to come into your home arena so that you can, you know, generate wins? Um, you know, so there's there's definitely some things that can be done. But uh, right now, Sunbelt men's basketball is just not in a, in a great place. And you're looking at another year with, uh, you know, a one-bid league and probably a team that's seated fairly low and not much of an opportunity to perhaps get out of that first round of the NCAA tournament. Rewinding the tape, going back to football, you've got housekeeping now being set up at, at three schools among them, Louisiana Monroe, new football coaches there, South Alabama, perhaps unexpectedly now having to reassemble a staff, Troy, John Summerall is gone. What's been the feedback so far of these uh, transitions from what you and your partner are, are finding on the podcast? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are excited about the new head coaches. Um, you know, we just got done with an in-review series talking with the radio voices of each one of these schools, and obviously they're pro their schools, but um, I think that there is excitement at, at all those institutions. I mean, Brian Vincent is probably has the toughest job trying to uh, turn ULM around, uh, but he's brought in a nice recruiting class, and I think there's at least some higher expectations down in Monroe. I think Troy, clearly there's a winning standard that's been built under John Summerall that Jared Parker's going to have to try to follow up. They're going to have a lot of new pieces. Uh, are they the favorite to win the West this year? If you had to pin me down here in the middle of January, I would say no. Uh, and then South Alabama under Major Applewhite, I really like what they're bringing back offensively. I think the defense is going to be good. So of those three new head coaches, uh, I think Major Applewhite and the Jags could could really make some noise this year in that Sun Belt West. And East, interestingly, in the East, James Madison brings down Bob Chesney from Holy Cross, and and I've always wondered, you know, kind of because I think Holy Cross, rightly or wrongly, kind of has that blue blood um, acronym thrown on them, you know, or that or not acronym, but that label of kind of being a blue blood school, and how will that translate? down in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yeah, honestly, I'm expecting it to translate extremely well. I mean, this is a James Madison team that, in my opinion, heading into the season, they will probably be picked second uh, in the Sun Belt East. I think App State's bringing back a ton and probably deserves uh, to be the preseason favorite in the Sun Belt East. But James Madison, they have not had a losing season in over 20 years. Their last losing season was back in 2002, and they've had eight or more wins in nine of the last ten years. So they're going to keep winning there. And, you know, you mentioned Bob Chesney, who had a ton of success at Holy Cross. And, you know, I'll leave you with this stat on James Madison. Jeff Bourne, the athletic director, has made three head coaching hires, football coaches, during his tenure, uh, Withers, Houston, and Signetti. Those coaches have gone a combined 37-7 and seven in their first year at James Madison. So, 
I'm not expecting as big of a drop-off as maybe some people think when it comes to James Madison heading into 2024. All right, Noah, two minutes left. I want to get. I want to move to baseball real quickly. I, I forget the name of the publication or the article that I read earlier this week, but it was a it was the first one I've seen about baseball that indicated uh, this article indicated the best team in the league would be Coastal Carolina, followed by Troy, followed by Southern Miss. I sort of chuckled when I read that, to be honest with you, Noah, because I know I'm biased, but I believe the message was sent in the postseason tournament last year. There's a new kid on the block. I believe the best baseball program in the Sun Belt Conference is Southern Miss. Yeah, and I, and I think to your point, you know, despite publications maybe coming out and saying this team is the top team, this team isn't, uh, you know, we go right back to what we were just talking about with basketball. There's so much parity in the league, and it just comes down to, you know, how things, you know, play out during the season. Um, you know, like you started this by saying, there's easily four teams that are probably regional-level teams, uh, maybe even a couple that could host a regional this coming year in Sunbelt Baseball, and maybe even as many as five teams that could get in. Um, so there's a ton of talent there, and I think at the end of the day, you look at the preseason rankings, I think Coastal's got uh, you know a lot of nice pieces coming back. They've got the All-American behind the plate in, in Bodine, so... Um, you know, things are going to be interesting in Sunbelt Baseball, and, and I expect it to be just another exciting year, uh, you know, inside the ballparks around the league. Uh, we do, too, and, and we do have great respect uh, for other teams in the league. And for the record, Bob, you know, Coastal comes to Hattiesburg this yeah, year. Yeah, that's going to be pretty exciting, Noah. Uh, I think we're all looking forward, after the uh, three-game series last year, to have them back down here in the peak. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, the Pete's a tough place to play in. Opponents, uh, many have come and died at the Pete. So uh, that home field advantage and the, 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 the fan base down there in Hattiesburg makes that a very tough place to play. So anytime uh, you're going on the road to play in Hattiesburg, you have to be considered the underdog. So I think that's huge for Southern Miss heading into 2024. And, Bob, for any team that hasn't died at the Pete, we haven't done our job as fans. Well, right? just haven't been here. They just haven't been here. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the only mind. reason. Yeah. Hey, Noah, thanks, man. We appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Always enjoy coming on the show and look forward to the next time. All right. Noah Frary, everybody, from Frary and Smith Podcast. Check it out. Frary and Smith Podcast. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. All right, here we go. Four Street Bar and Grill, great sponsor of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We love those guys. They're right there in the shadow of the rock. We hear that the basketball game tonight. That's a 7.30 tip-off tonight at Arkansas State. Yeah, Booty's going to be hell, there. That's past uh, my bedtime almost. Ten, yeah, Booty will be there tending bar, and uh, a lot of Southern Miss fans will be there watching the game. And then tomorrow, the it's Pork Chop Thursday. Pork chops, potato salad, collards. 
all that with your soft drink for uh, 10 bucks. <laughs> that doesn't sound Southern at all. <laughs> right. uh, D-Bat sponsors this segment of the show. It's a great place to take your children for baseball, softball training. Got state-of-the-art cages, all sorts of workout facilities. Great pro shop. Guarantee you the kids will love it when you take them there. Check them out. Ask for Luke Reynolds. Luke will fix you up at D-Bat on Hardy Street right here in Hattiesburg. And I think we've covered uh, all of our great friends today, Kelly. Did, did you love that quote by Noah Frary that, that just about every baseball team that has come to Hattiesburg has died? <laughs> they come to the Pete to die. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Because uh, our fan base is ruthless. I mean, just ruthless. Yeah. No, but, they're very kind. But, oh, oh, sure. They're very kind. Yeah, just ask the visitors when they leave. They, they ask the other team about their mothers, how they're doing frequently. Yeah, but I don't think in the way that you would normally think. <laughs> the mothers are mentioned, but I don't think. Uh, I think it's always fun to talk to uh, to freshman baseball players after their first night at the Pete. They're wide-eyed and going, I just, I can't believe, I can't believe the way these people act. Well, but this is what they dream of. I mean, you know, these type of fans and this type of competition is exactly why they choose to go to Southern Miss. Of course. You no, know? I can't wait. It's not very long. Uh, the 16th of February, 4 o'clock, opening day. I think they're playing uh, Mercer. Or is it Marist? Marist. We'll need. The Red Foxes? So, yeah, they will need Mercy on Marist. Marist. And actually, we're going to be there for a two-hour special edition, right, Indeed Bob? we are. We're looking forward to that very much. So, we'll be... Uh, We'll be working on that here pretty soon, and uh, really, we actually have a uh, quite a number of Eagle Hour remotes coming up in February that we're going to be announcing here very soon, but it's going to be a busy month. Very quickly, a little bit about a lot of things. It appears the Seattle Seahawks have their new coach, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, is apparently headed to Seattle, where if he takes that job, he will become the youngest NFL coach at 36 years old. Mike McDonald reportedly headed to Seattle, so Todd Munkin will have somebody else that he's going to have to get used to working on the other side of the ball in Baltimore. The NCAA is suing the University of Tennessee over an NIL deal allegedly involving a high school quarterback named Nico Lamaleva, who has reportedly signed an $8 million deal before he's even been enrolled at the uh, University of Tennessee. If Tennessee is found uh, guilty in this NCAA suit, it would mean that they are a second-time offender, and that could bring big problems for Central Michigan. <laughs> yes, I was about to say Middle Tennessee. They're scared now. <laughs> yeah, they are nervous as no hell doubt. up at Middle Tennessee. They'll be sanctioned. Uh, looking yeah. at the Sunbelt basketball schedule for tonight, Southern Miss and Arkansas State. Slated to tip off tonight at 7.30. We mentioned all the, all the crews watching it at uh, 4th Street Bar and Grill tonight. The only other game on the, on the schedule for the men tonight has Louisiana Monroe at Louisiana. The Cajuns 6-3, and three, and they have now won five games in a row. So the Cajuns are certainly uh, on a roll right now. On the women's side tonight, ODU plays at Texas State. App State is at Marshall. South Alabama is at Arkansas State. And James Madison playing at Georgia State. Now, tomorrow night in Sunbelt play, on the men's side, it's ODU at Marshall. Coastal travels to JMU. App State goes to Georgia State. Georgia State might be able to pull that upset. We'll see. Troy goes to Georgia Southern. South Alabama plays at Texas State. And, of course, Texas State in the middle of a homestand that will have the Eagles 
of Southern Miss going in there on Saturday. And the women for Southern Miss actually on the Thursday slate tomorrow night. Georgia Southern is at Coastal on the women's side. Troy plays at ULM. That's a big game on the women's side as far as win-loss goes. And as Joy Lee McNellis talked about earlier, Louisiana coming to Hattiesburg on Thursday night to uh, take on Southern Miss. Yeah, don't forget that uh, Sweet 16 team. Did you realize the women had played in the NCAA? I knew that they had gone a ways. I didn't realize that it was, you know, the Sweet 16. But, uh, but yeah, and, and Reed Green was rocking, too, when Kay oh, James had, yeah. you know, had them Janice play. Janice Felder was quite the basketball player, wasn't Yeah, she? arguably the best ever. Uh, I think Pauline Love professional basketball too. Yes, she did. And Pauline Love could that that she would be in that discussion. And I think you know when it's all over with Dominic Davis might be in there as well. She's certainly going to have to be, I believe, top five all time. She's going to have to be in that. Well, the the thing that will get lost in the discussion about Dom Davis is the sacrifices that she made. She came here from LSU, right? So she obviously was a top notch women's player when she came to Southern Miss. Portal, the portal opened up, NIL deals, all those sorts of things. I'm sure she has had chances oh, to leave. You know she has. But hasn't. No. And, and that's what will get lost, is her loyalty will get lost when she could have left and she stayed. She's a great kid. Yeah. I, I just enjoy getting around her, and I certainly enjoy watching her play basketball. But she plays so hard, Bob, that sometimes, with, with the, the truest phrase, reckless abandon, Mm-hmm. She throws her body all over the place, no, you know. No and so, sometimes you got to no be question. careful, you know. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. I just saw a, a girl going in, a lady going in a corner market. With half her hair was green, the other side was purple, and I'm sure you're gonna want to go introduce yourself to her, Kelly. Oh, that's my. I want to party I, with I, her. That's your kind of woman. Yeah, I, I want to party with her. Purple and green hair. Hey, Mardi Gras, baby. I guess that was. Well, I guess time. that was it. I that's a good times roll. <sighs> <laughs> That wraps up the Eagle Hour today. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Thank you for listening. Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.